Orange Symphonette on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was, of course, the theme to Pink Panther. Good morning. My name is Nick. This is To a Certain Degree. I am here every week from 7 to 9 a.m. because I like getting up early, sort of a glutton for punishment. And every week I have a very special guest and this uh, week's special guest. I'm not sure if we have the mic up, so let's try that out. Hello, special guest Mike. Hmm. That sounds like it might be this mic instead. Let's try that. Hello, special guest Mike. Okay. No, no, no. Go back to this. Oh, one. this one here. Oh, oh there you it. go. That's there it. you that's go. It. This is a special it. guest Mike. That is it. Tony Brent is here. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Now we figured out the mic situation. Mm-hmm. We've got two more hours of this. Okay. Okay. So uh, okay. let's let's hold. Just calm down a little bit. Okay. I'm going. I'm calming down. <laughs> Tony Brent is here. You can find out more about him on TonyBrent.com. He does the Out of Control uh, Magic and Dinner Show. Did I say that right? Uh, No. Okay. Out of Control Magic Comedy Dinner Show. Thank you for that. We're looking for a longer name. That's why I have you on the show, so I can figure out if I'm saying things right about you. I'm not sure if I said it right. but. (laughs) And that's down at Wonderworks. The Upside Down Building on International Drive. Can't miss it. Next to Point Orlando. Yep. And so a number of other things as well, but you've been doing that for 16, 17 years now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Almost 17 years. It'll be 17 years this summer. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. And so been a big part of the entertainment community here in Orlando. Uh, You do a lot of other things as well. So you've got a anti-bullying message uh, that you get across. Uh, You've got an instant download on Amazon. You do the show over at the rep for local schools Mm -hmm. uh, every year, actually just this past month or January. Yeah, January. Mm -hmm. Every January. So we'll get to know you a little bit better first by doing 20 questions. Okay. With you. So this is very easy. You just say something. You say if you're for it or against it. Okay. For it or against it. And really strongly. Like I am fully against it okay. or I'm fully for it, but you don't just say I'm fully for it. I'm fully against it. Cause that sounds weird. Yeah, that's weird. I don't think anybody talks that nah. way. We're going to do it this week. It's going to be a game called rough or tumble. Okay. So, cause what's better than rough, rough drafts oh, are true. often my yeah. best versions. Yeah. That's to be true. honest with you, like this right here is just one big it's rough very, draft. I can tell it's very rough. It's Thank very, you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, rough budgets. Uh-huh. Being rough and it's not bad. No, no. And, and I and I. It's like a loofah. Yeah, you know exactly. a loofah uh, Thank you. thing. I am familiar with loofahs. Yeah, are they still popular? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Big loofah community here in Orlando. Uh, yeah, like a commune. Yeah. A loofah commune. Yeah, you can look it up on Yelp. There's a yeah, lot their of their feet reviews. are very smooth. I hear. <laughs> well, I'll show you later. <laughs> uh, tumble. Who likes that? Tumbleweeds. You tumble yeah. down the stairs. Yeah. Tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. Finding a word that rhymes with tumble. Yeah. You ever tried that? Uh, no, but it, I, but I could. I'm sure you could, but yeah. it sounds really hard. No. Yeah. No thanks. Okay. Okay. So let's get started with. Uh, oh, you know what? We have a visual one first, and I forgot to bring it up here. So, have you seen the Orlando flag yet? No. So they're doing a contest for this where they're going to replace the Orlando flag, and it's very good because the Orlando flag is not that great. And so should have That's known. That's what I've been that, hearing. Yeah, I should have known that. I really haven't time. heard should that. I, but I, there it is. Here we go. Okay. The Orlando flag. Oh, okay. So That's kinda, the Orlando flag. Kind of cartoonish. Do you uh, get Orlando from that? Uh, only if you realize you know what the fountain is. Right. The That's Lake Eola fountain. I mean, otherwise it looks like the top of someone from Hairspray. It looks like a bouffant hair. It looks like a giant 1950s lady 
standing in between two Legos. Two Legos. And there's some broccoli on the left. There's a palm tree on the right, but on the left, I think that's broccoli. That's broccoli. That's yeah, exactly broccoli. right, because we used to be the broccoli capital of the world. Well, yeah, and that's originally where the Lufa community started. Yep. And then they had All to broccoli. move out because of the broccoli people coming so, in. So Orlando flag, rough or tumble? Uh, uh... Was Tumble bad? Yes. I'm going to say Tumble. Okay, so we're replacing it. There's a contest going on right now. You could look it up and okay. actually submit a I design submit. if you wanted to. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I think that. you could do better than that. I think, yeah. Go out on a limb. Yeah, I think, you know, my Rottweiler could probably do better than that. More than that. likely, so, if you even so. had a Rottweiler. Well, I do have a oh, Rottweiler. Okay. I could well, draw a picture of the Rottweiler. That's a great <laughs> idea. That is more representative. All right, Rougher Tumble, Generation X. Uh... Uh, yeah, rough. You like him? You're okay with I, him? Yeah, I'm you're okay with him. Generation X. No, no, I'm a baby boomer. Oh, you're a boomer. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm okay. old. So, I don't know. What is what is Generation Is that like the X-Men? It is the X-Men. Okay, yeah, no, so, so totally rough then with them because yeah. I like the X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little Wolverine action. little Wolverine action. Looking forward to Logan coming out, you know. Yep. Oh, that's, that's going to be a good a movie. Question. So uh, As a matter of fact. Yeah, they'll so be a So let me ask you, uh, rough or tumble, Logan and Professor X. Uh, rough. Yeah. Yeah. You like those dudes? I like those dudes. They're awesome. And Patrick Stewart and the guy who plays Logan, whose name is completely Hugh Jackman. Thank you very much. Is mm -hmm. uh, They're retiring. Yeah, they are retiring. Roles. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, uh, they've had a good run, you know. <laughs> Nine, ten movies? Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. When I heard, I read something the other day about how long Jackman had been doing Wolverine. And when the first X-Men movie came out, it was a good, long time 2000, ago. 2000, right? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. like 17 years ago, 18 years ago, something like that. I couldn't believe it's been that long. Yeah. He looks, he doesn't look a day older, except in this movie. He looks a lot yeah, older. Yeah, he looks a lot older. Tony, where do you stand? Photoshop. Oh, yeah. It's all Photoshop. Yeah, it's all Photoshop. He's not even real anymore. No. Where do you stand on voicemail? Rough uh, or tumble? Voicemail? Uh, tumble. Yeah. Yeah. So I see it, and I don't even bother listening to nah. it. I call the person back, or I just wait until you message me. Yeah, yeah. I wait 17 years until the next X-Men movie comes out, and then I Perfect. call him back. And then you call Hugh Jackman back. I call Hugh Jackman back and say, look, dude. Good job. Yeah. Sorry it's taken me so long. <laughs> I've been busy. Uh, speaking of busy, uh, this is coming up quite a bit lately. Colonizing Mars. Where do you stand on that? Colonizing Mars? Um, I think we should... Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say rough, because eventually I think we should colonize those other new planets they discovered. The so, seven new planets. Trappist one. Yeah, Trappist yep. one. So this is the first step. You know, you got to stick your toes in the water. Test it out. You know what I'm saying? Toes in the space, actually, technically. Space water. Space water. Stick your toes in the space water, then eventually make it to Trappist one. I like and, it. I think, feel like stick your toes in the space water is like a future Jimmy Buffett song. I think it's a thing. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. That's great. So that's, I, I'm going to say rough on that. So for Trappist 1, then, you're on board. Oh, with I'm that on board. Well. Oh, go. absolutely. Yeah. Seven planets. Hey, if you don't like one, you move to the next one. You know, seven, seven planets for yeah, seven Yeah, and brothers. think of all the vacation opportunities. If you've got seven planets, you know. I don't want to go to Orlando this summer. Mommy, we already did Disney and Universal, and we did that stupid magic show in the upside-down building. I want to go to Trappist 3. Right. So you can go. Trappist 3 is going to be the... So are they going to have themes, you feel like? I think they one? do. I think it's sort of like the Epcot 
the, version the Epcot? of uh, solar systems. Oh, yeah. So instead of going around to the different lands, you yeah. know, Canada, England, you go to the different planets. So Canada is going to have its own planet. Is what Canada is going to have its own planet. Uh, uh, let's see. Mexico will have its own planet. Uh, there'll be an American planet. Yep. You know. Belgia. Is that how you pronounce it? Belgia? Belgium. Belgium. Belgium, yeah. Yeah. They're going to have their own planet. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm asking. I don't know. I, Maybe I don't share know. one. Oh, they, Belgium should, could share a planet. Yeah, because they're small. Yeah, they're small. Maybe them and uh, who else could? Rhode Island. Rhode Island Rhode and Island Belgium. small. Split it. It could be Rhode Belgium or Belgian Island. The Belgian Islands. The Belgian Islands. That's pretty. Uh, Those are my favorite destinations. The Belgian Islands right there. We just named it. <laughs> How do you feel? You're on a lot of social media. You do your own promotion uh, mm -hmm. for the most part. And yep. so trying to drum up people Sadly. to come to the show, people to go to your site. Yep. How do you feel about Twitter? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rough, 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 rough. I'm rough on Twitter. I'm all over Twitter. You are all over Twitter. You yeah. got a couple accounts. So yeah, you follow and three. you follow each other. I follow myself, actually. Yeah. And then I, when I say something funny, I go, <laughs> that guy's funny. Uh, yeah, no, I got three different Twitter accounts because I'm in the witness protection program. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but no, I get a lot of news from Twitter. It's true. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people were watching it last night for the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, speaking... oh, was it the Emmys? Wait, no, it was the Oscars. Sorry. I got it wrong at the last minute. It was the Oscars, <laughs> not the Emmys. Speaking of the Oscars, zombies. How do you feel about zombies? I am, uh, I'm rough on zombies. Like them? I, I do like them. I like them. So pop culture perspective, what's your go-to? Is it movies? Is it Walking Dead? Is it books? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit, I felt like The Walking Dead jumped the shark this year. So I'm not as hip on The Walking Dead. So you were into it up until this I was this totally season. into it up until this season. Yeah. And um, I have DVR'd them, I've DV I, but I haven't watched them. I watched yeah. the first one, and I'm like, nah, man, where were they? I don't know. It's like... Did it jump the shark, or was it me, or is it the writing, or whatever? So I think a lot of people feel that way. I think, yeah, I haven't them. paid a whole lot of attention to it on social media because I haven't watched them, even though I've still got them DVR. But I, but it lost steam, lost not esteem. It lost steam for me. I mm. just, uh, but but I like both uh, movies and uh, TV shows with zombies. Although I don't watch the new zombie thing that's on Netflix, the Santa Clara Diet. I. It just came out, yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I've heard some people think it's great. Uh, some people think it's sort of a little bit corny, but... It's a zombie. It. It's a it's, zombie yeah, thing, so hey. it's going to be some corn in it. Yeah. You would think. Well, I mean, she's not eating any corn. Cause she's no, zombie, unless obviously. the people who she eats ate corn. Right. I guess that's how you get your, you know, your minerals and vegetables. Well, and you need to vitamins. have a, yeah, you got to have a balanced diet, yeah. like, even what a zombie. You, before I attack you and eat you, what did you have for dinner? Oh, you had oh. Taco Bell? Oh, yeah, it. Taco Bell. That's, so that's what I really, had. it's like the, the garlic. last week, that's all I've had. <laughs> yeah, it's like the garlic. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to eat me, Nick. No, no, no. Uh, how do you feel about coffee? Rough or tumble? Oh, rough, 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 rough. You need something in your life? I'm a big coffee person. At all times? All times. Okay. All right. But I have to say, and I, this is the first time I, I don't know if I should even admit this, I'm a little bit, um, this is going to be a downer, but... I have started drinking decaf at night. So you can actually go to sleep? Yeah, I guess. I don't know that that's much of a downer. 
So you like the you like? But the I never drank decaf the, until recently. Until though. recently, yeah. And I was like, why? Do you sleep? I mean, we're going to get into your creative process, I think, in a uh, little bit. But uh, do you sleep a lot? Or no. do you sleep a regular amount? I don't know. No, I. Okay, working at night, you know, is weird because sure. anybody that's, you know, if you're a an entertainer, um, most of the time you're going to be working at night. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very hard to go to sleep after you've done a couple of shows. And so I tend to go to bed late, get up late, and take a nap <laughs> in the afternoon. Right. And then do the whole thing over again the next night. So it just depends, you know. I mean, if, if I'm not performing i tend to fall asleep easy mm-hmm. but uh when you're performing you know five or six nights a week usually yeah you get home and you're probably still yeah you're wired, wired. it's yeah. like it's the opposite of everybody else's life right i mean you know well so. uh, on the good side so what they found recently was people get more than nine hours of sleep mm-hmm. double the risk of dementia later in life so you're in good shape I am going to, yeah, I'm never going to have dementia then. Yeah. That's good. Well, not from sleep. Anyway. Not from sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. There's all no, sorts of good. other reasons. That's uh, awesome. How do you feel about driverless cars? Uh, driverless cars. Mm. Um, I'm going to say eventually rough, but maybe tumble right now. Tumble for now. So you're not going to jump into a driverless Uber right no, now? No, not after the one that ran the red light in or was it San Francisco or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. they had, it ran a red light. Yep, so, still working on some of the algorithm yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's the get that stuff. down yeah. a little bit. You know, I don't mind having the human up there right now. Right. You know? Okay. You know, All eating right. Taco Bell. I like those humans. Drinking coffee. Those human people. So it's uh, February uh, 27th, so okay. leap year. So we don't have... Oh. February 27th, all that often, but uh, it's still, to me, the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. So, New Year's resolutions, where do you stand? Ooh, I don't do them. I'm no? going to say tumble. No, I don't do them. I did them years ago. I even used to write them down. I used to write them down on paper and then hide them. You know, you, you, if you write something down, you're sort of affirming you're going to do it. Sure, sure. So, I would write down a list, and then I would, like, fold it up and put it in a drawer, and then three years later, I see the list, and... I didn't do any of them. Well, why did you put it in the drawer? I have no idea. Apparently, I didn't want to do them. <laughs> Psychologically, I didn't really this want to is, do them anyway. This I is probably wrote it on pencil it. Yeah. <laughs> so I could erase them. But uh, yeah, I haven't done them in years. I wrote them down. I burnt the piece of paper afterwards, and I took the ashes, and I scattered them uh, yeah. to the winds. And, yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason, I didn't do them. Yeah, no, that is pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about pop culture. Uh, you have a website called the Culture of Pop. Uh, the Pop of the Culture. Pop of culture. Yep. The Pop of Man, Culture. I'm everything mixed up. No, that. it's okay. It's, it's okay. Really. It's you should drink. You should sleep more. Oh, that's I it. see what so you did there. You see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, no, it's called the Pop of Culture, and that's relatively new. Uh, and I'm working with a lady, uh, Tara Salinas, who's a, a social media maven. I'm giving you a plug out there, Tara. And she's been helping me to build this platform um, since probably back around, I think we started in the fall, November, December, somewhere oh, okay. in there. So yeah, so it's new. It's it's new. And uh, it's just a random thing. I, I As I get older, I feel like, you know, we want to try to keep a, I try to keep a a young at heart attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, Feed your inner child. You know, that's my, one of my things. I think we need to try to, uh, you know, do things and and think in terms of uh, being more lighthearted. Right. So, so much going on today is so 
such a downer. Uh, and, and, and if you turn on the news and whatnot, hey, man, let's just enjoy life and, and have some fun. So it's one of those outlets for me that's, you know, just lighthearted. And I talk about whatever I want to talk about. So Good. So pop culture-wise, The Lion King, uh, they just announced they're going to do a live-action movie. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Donald Glover is going to play Simba, and James Earl Jones is going to reprise his role as Mufasa. Okay. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm going to say... I want John Favreau is going to direct like he did for, I don't know if you saw Jungle Book. Uh, no, version. I did not yeah, see yeah, the yeah. recent version. So are they going to do it like that, you think? Live is, action, yeah. So it's going to be animals so with their voices. Animals, yeah. uh, I'm going to say tumble. I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that. I don't well, know. The cast is great. The cast is great. But if you're so CGI Jungle Book, you still had a human actor it, yes. you know, within it. Yeah. And Lion the, King, you're not going to have any human actors. So it's all going to be, it, it's going to be kind of a cartoon. You know what, though? If they took that kid from the Jungle Book and they put him in Lion King. Interesting. So that's that just could the through line. If he could just be in all the live action Disney movies. If he Disney could be movies. in all the live action Disney movies, see, I'd that go rough cool. on that. That but, would be cool. Uh, and especially if the kid is in Lion King, but then when they have the uh, stampede, mm -hmm. the kid gets killed. Oh. So you wouldn't that's, expect that. You know, when the, they well, kill the father. Because you just told me. But yeah, that's well, pretty you dark. Know, that's pretty dark. It's yeah. going dark. It's almost going Tim Burton dark. Yeah, yeah. But see, now I'd go rough on that, though. Okay. <laughs> you, want the, <laughs> you want the dark version of the Lion King Jungle Book <laughs> mashup. Yeah. I want okay. a Lion King Jungle Book mashup, I think. Because <laughs> then you got, you could have the, you could have Blue. You could have all the characters battling. Oh, uh, now that um, I'm down for. So sort of like a Twilight. Okay, let's you know, redo the good it. Vampires versus the bad. Forget yeah. the whole stampede killing the kids. Yeah, no. Let's, so that's let's out say uh, Mufasa kidnaps the Jungle Book kid. What's the Jungle Book kid's name? Uh, Mowgli. Mowgli. So Mufasa kidnaps Mowgli, right? Or Scar does. Scar. But no, Scar. Yeah. He, he blames it on Mufasa. He blames it on Mufasa. That's it. And so then it's a battle. They fight. It's an epic battle to get. Mowgli, right? Turn him to the jungle. And Scar is just the uh, the bad guy, kind of pulling all the strings. He's in the he's the puppet master. Yeah, is what it is. And nice no, and nobody knows. Nice you know, Scar. Yeah, no, yeah. And then it's going to be like this big epic battle. I like it. I, I think they should. If they're going to do all these live action movies, they're doing all of them, right? Like yeah. Alice in Wonderland, they're doing all the. It Disney. could be the Avengers. Uh, See, it could be like the age, yeah. yeah. It could be like it could be the age of of. Uh, Mowgli. Mowgli. I like it. Yeah. And, um, All right. Uh, how about musicals? Rough or tumble? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say tumble. But it depends on what it is. <clears throat> it's like uh, La La Land. We talked about that. Or, uh, uh, I was rocking over here. Um, I really dug it. But the, like, it, you know, it wasn't entirely a musical. It's like a musical light. <laughs> it was heavy musical on the front end. The last half was more story in it, which well, I. Got let me into. ask you this: Do you just break out into songs sometimes? All the hills are alive with the sound of music. No, I never do that. I that was a weird Scottish accent. To go with <laughs> I that know. One. I don't know what that was. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh, very good. Don't take my gold. <laughs> 
Yeah, so you don't break into songs so much as you break into Leprechaun. <laughs> break into Leprechaun. Yeah. Okay, good. Later good. on, I'll river dance. Well, so, yeah, but La La Land to me didn't have enough singing to be a full-on musical. No, I agree. It didn't and have that's it. why I feel like they lost the Oscars last night. Yes, that's exactly why they lost it. <laughs> <laughs> that and nobody can seem to read the uh, label on the envelopes. You know, if they did, the uh, Jungle Book wasn't a musical, though. It had some songs in it. Did it have some songs in it? I'll be like you. Hoo, hoo, oh, and animals sang the songs? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Never mind. A couple of them. Uh, cartoons. Rough or tumble? Ooh, rough. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any favorites? Oh, man. I'm going to date myself. I have so many favorites, but they're all pretty much old school. Bugs Bunny, the old oh, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah, oh, Warner yeah. Brothers man. You can't Tom get anybody. Yeah, oh, Tom and Jerry. The Jetsons. For some reason, yesterday I was randomly thinking about the Jets. Anybody out there remember who the Jetsons were? Uh, you know, uh, the Flintstones. Oh, man. All the classics. Hanna Barbera. Uh, yeah, Hanna yeah. Barbera. Um, and Warner Brothers. Just can't get any better than that stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good new ones coming out because I think what's neat about it now is you've got the people who grew up or almost second generation with some of that stuff. Yeah. Who are making their own cartoons that are inspired by, but way out there and just so yeah. much fun from a storytelling perspective but yeah that's where it started yeah. right like oh yeah that's the basis for it and you build up from there well you know you go back I, I saw a documentary some years ago on um mel blank and those guys from the original warner yeah. brothers and they were in some ways pushing the envelope back then oh, with yeah. some of their stuff and it was so smart that really it still holds up if you go back and you watch that old stuff and you're like, man, that was really funny or really clever or even sometimes some subversive stuff in there, mm -hmm. little bits and pieces that they stuck in there. And, uh, you know, I love that stuff. But but you're right. You know, I I haven't watched a lot of cartoons lately other than, you know, the Simpsons have had such a long run. I mean, they're just they're iconic mm -hmm. and they've been iconic for years, but they're. Just so funny. I mean, they maintained their level of, of humor for so long. I think that was just incredible. And, uh, and you know, you got uh, the, you know, the Cartoon Network still putting out some amazing some stuff. Really stuff. And, yeah. you know, you got stuff on, uh, you know, uh, I haven't, my son was a big SpongeBob fan, and, uh, but he's, he's, 15 now and he's gotten out of the cartoon phase but we were always big spongebob fans and especially the early spongebob stuff oh, yeah. really funny. that's some crazy <laughs> yeah, funny stuff yeah, yeah some really funny stuff all right rough or tumble drones Ooh. i'm gonna say i'm gonna say tumble no you're not that into it i don't know see i there's kind, I, of two, there's kind of two ways to look at it. Drones for yourself. Do, would you want to fly yeah, one of those Yeah, that's around? what went through my mind yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Do I, you know, I think, okay, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I want to go rough. And drone footage. Yeah, drone footage. I've got, I got friends that are in the video business, and they do these weddings, and uh, they do these drone camera wedding shots of these outdoor weddings. Because it doesn't work too good if it's inside with a drone. Sure. But uh, they do these drone, I mean, it looks like a movie. You know, oh yeah, and, very and cinematic, outside. and yeah, yeah, very yeah. cinematic. If you were going to pay for that ten years ago, 
you would have dropped twenty thousand dollars at yeah. least to have somebody come out and, and do something have, like that. Yeah, a boom a and boom a crane or, and a, yeah, or yeah, a yeah. helicopter or something, you know. <laughs> but you can do that now, really. Okay, so I'm gonna revert. I'm gonna go back and say uh, I'm gonna flip flop on it and say rough. So I'm just throw this out there for your wedding friends, the those cinematographers that do that. Uh, what if they could also use the drone to deliver the ring? Like forget the forget the ring bearer and all that. Do a drone with the camera on it with the ring, wow. and it's bringing it up. You just did a thing, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Bad That's business some, ideas come yes, all the time to me. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but they'd have to be very good at gaming to control that drone oh, yeah. to make the perfect. Yeah, you don't want to because you want it to go on the finger, anybody. not anywhere else. Right, right, right. You know, well, on the finger, and then you don't want the propellers to hit anybody either. And the right finger too. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, yeah, more than likely. Yeah, yeah, it would be funny if you kind of veered off. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? There's some rumors <laughs> about these people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you feel about tiny houses? Oh, I'm rough on tiny houses. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it, man. I would like to be in one. I would like to. I thought just, you were going to say you'd like to be a tiny. house. I would like to be a tiny house. Oh, okay. I would like for people to tiny people to live in me. Yeah. Well, that's this is really getting weird. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to move on. We're gonna. We got two more left. Cobbler. Okay. Cobbler. Uh, rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, cobbler or pie? Ooh, depends on if there's ice cream. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Depends on it. If it, uh, if there's no ice cream, I'm gonna say rough on pie. If there's ice cream, I'll cobbler. say cobbler. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last one. Uh, found out that he passed away yesterday at uh, way too early, the age of 61. Bill Paxton. Oh my god. Rough or tumble? Oh, oh, tumble, tumble, tumble. Oh, rough. I thought tumble was bad. Tumble was bad. Oh, tumble him dying. Yes, tumble gotcha. him dying. Rough Bill on him. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I thought you meant. Sure. No, 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 no. This is the, what's fun about the, the yeah. game is that <laughs> I don't really understand it either. No, no, it's terrible, terrible. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Complications from a uh, surgery that he was undergoing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's awful. Yeah, uh, I think uh, what was one of the things that somebody put on uh, Twitter was that he went up against uh, the Predator Alien, and there was some other thing. I that, saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Twister, all oh, the tornadoes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. So so young. All right, Bill Paxton, we're thinking about you. And we now yeah. know the difference between Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. I'm sorry I came to this, that we actually had Yeah, to. I knew the difference. I know some people didn't, but. Oh, I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know the difference? No. Really? There's Bill something and. Yeah, Bill. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's come back. We're going to play a song right now. Okay. Uh, you are, uh, I mean, I don't think you consider yourself a full-on, like a full-time magician, but you do no. some magic. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I picked this song. It's Luscious Jackson with uh, Naked Eye. Oh, cool. WPRK. Awesome. Park, Florida. Yay. It does feel all right. Luscious Jackson on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here with Tony Brent. Good morning again, Tony. Good morning, Nick. Thank you for being here. Tony, uh, you, let me ask you this. How do you define yourself? Like somebody, one of the best answers I've ever heard to what do you do mm -hmm. is about what? <laughs> I love that answer. I do too. But, you know, at some point somebody's going to ask you, so what do you do? How do you define yourself? Because you, you do so many things. You're an author. Mm -hmm. uh, you're a performer. Mm -hmm. You uh, you've done this anti-bullying uh, uh, message and show. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about Pipsqueak too. But sure. So where do you self-define? Well, that's a good question. Uh, 
everybody has to have labels, I guess. So you have to call yourself something, mm -hmm. right? Uh, especially if you're promoting yourself or whatever it is you're doing. Um, I used to say that I was an entertainer or a performer, mm -hmm. but then that's not enough. You have to, what do you do? You know, it's like, are you a singer? What do you do? You're a dancer. What do you do? What are you doing? I, and, I like how it's Sylvester Stallone asking you. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, I guess you would say uh, I am a uh, uh, comedy magician or a, um, yeah. A comedy magician. Yeah, part, okay, part magician, part comedian. Okay. Yeah. And this, you got started to uh, University of Tennessee at yep. Martin. Mm -hmm. yep. And so you did some theater there. You did some performing there. You did some radio. Yep. Yep. I majored in communications and theater at the University of Tennessee at Martin. And uh, I did not do any kind of magic stuff while I was there until I think I was a senior because I had done uh, magic shows as a kid, actually. Right. And, uh, but I, I, it, when I got around the age of 16, I got really interested in comedy and I was a huge Saturday night live, Steve Martin through wild and cries like guys yeah. from that era. Um, and so I was really into comedy. And, uh, so when I went to college, I really was focused on theater and, and so you got bit to, by the bug. I got bit by the, the bug. Yeah. And so I did a whole lot of plays. I did summer stock and everything in the theater I could do. But I also did, I was a, I was a DJ at the college radio station mm -hmm. um, and worked in TV production, stuff like that in, in college. And, and eventually, did that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you went out to LA for a while. You tried went out to out. LA for a while. Yeah, I originally moved, when I got out of college, uh, we got married not long after I got my wife, Mitzi and I, well, she wasn't my wife when we got married. We got married, and then she was my wife. Got it. Which is the, yeah. The anyway, correct order to do things. That's, yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. And so uh, I we lived in Nashville for a while, and I did some TV. I did some commercials, uh, some theater there. Um, even did my first dinner theater, <clears throat> excuse me, there. And um, we I worked at a place called Opryland, which is a theme park mm -hmm. that's just closed now. Uh, they had to close it after I left. And, yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, and uh, did that for about four years, and um, eventually, yes, went out to L.A. for a while um, to try to make it as an actor, and I had one connection. Um, some friends of the family, of my wife's family, knew Harold um, and Linda Thomason, who were the producers of evening shade and designing women oh okay so i had a i thought okay i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna hit these people up for work yeah yeah, yeah. and I've, so i got an in i got an in so <clears throat> they actually called and hooked me up to meet them so i i go out to la and i'm staying with my uh living in the uh, extra room of my wife's aunt and uncle's home and i go out there and they let me be on the set one day of evening shade and that was it. No. Yeah, I got nothing out of it. You did more than most people who go out to LA and try to make yes. it. Yeah. So nice job on that yeah. one. But I mean, I went out there and, you know, I grew up I grew up in the country. I was a country boy and I didn't know anything about 
show business short of the little theater stuff I had been doing. And uh, so I knew nothing. And this was back in the ni- early 90s and way, way pre-internet, general public owning computers and things. Mm-hmm. And so there's just, I didn't know what to do. You know, you just don't know what to do. And uh, I, I didn't yeah. stay out there long enough to to figure it out that time. So. Right. Yeah. But you came back and you ended up working, getting back into magic, right? Working at a casino. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Busking almost there. Well, what happened is um, in 94, um, my wife, we owned a coffee shop in Memphis um, that my wife and I had opened with another couple and um, we weren't making any money. And uh, the, you were uh, 30 years too early. Yes. 20 years yeah, too early. 20 yeah. years too early. <laughs> we were visionaries. <laughs> we were caffeine visionaries. And uh, yeah, we had a coffee shop and, and uh, we had been out to Seattle, <laughs> which was already popping. I mean, it was a, the coffee culture was big out there even then, but mm-hmm. it hadn't caught on everywhere else. And we we're like, man, this is so good. And espresso is so good. And and, and lattes and cappuccino. And so we came back and opened one in Memphis and people were like, I ain't paying that much for coffee. What is this? What is this? Yeah. Um, I don't know what a la- laddie is. No, I, I would imagine. Yeah. So uh, we uh, were struggling and uh, this local paper, uh, they were opening a casino in, in Mississippi, Circus Circus Casino, and they were looking for a magician and uh, some circus performers and um i said i'm gonna go down there and i'm gonna audition for that and i hadn't done magic in years um so and i had no uh costuming or anything and i go down there and i'm wearing jeans and you're cut off yeah flip-flops yeah yeah and uh so i go down there and there's all these performers and they're all wearing sparkly outfits and just blinged out mm-hmm. and uh, magicians with ruffly shirts and doves and all this stuff. And I go down there and I had a piece of rope, a deck of cards and some half dollars, silver half dollars. And I go down there and I think, well, there's no way in, you know. This, right. No, no, no. I, I mean, left what, my what, spandex at home, so I'm not going to get the yeah. job. So I audition and... Um, and they said, uh, hey, would you stick around a little bit? And this was, the audition was in the very, very prestigious uh, Orpheum Theater, downtown Memphis, a historic theater. It's been there for over 100 years. And it's just beautiful. And uh, I felt so out of place in there. I'm like, this is a joke. You know, this is a the country bumpkin going to Vegas for the right, right. <laughs> uh, So anyway, they said, hey, would you stick around? And, and I, I did. And I said, would you show us a couple more card tricks? So I did, and about a day or two later, they called me and said I had the gig. And come to find out, it wasn't because I was that good. It was because I was the only person that did any close-up stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So everybody else was doing everybody, stuff that needed yes, to be on stage. They, they were doing be, yeah. doves, and you know, you know, uh, making canes and candles appear, and all this stuff. And that wasn't what they were looking for. They, they wanted were, people to interact. They wanted somebody that could interact. Yeah. And uh, and I did. And I joked with them and, and just had fun, tried to have fun. And, you know, I thought there's no way it's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm like, uh, it's like uh, uh, John Cleese. Uh, I was reading an 
interview with him, when the Monty Python first started, he thought, there's no way any of us are ever going to get anywhere, so I'm not going to take it seriously. Because he intended to go to, uh, he intended to be a lawyer. Uh, okay. So when they, he, and all these guys were young, these Monty Python guys, they had no money. Right. And they were going to university, and they were just screwing around, basically. And they were started doing these shows, and he says, well, this is horrible. We're never going to make it. So I'm just going to go out But it there. doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm gonna matter. Lawyer, yeah. I'm going to be a lawyer. And so he, looking back on it, he said, I never would have made it if I'd tried to make it right. in the business. Because he said I would have been way too conscientious of what I was doing. I would have taken it way too seriously. I wouldn't have been as funny. So I think maybe I had that attitude that I'm just going to go out and, and mess around. And, uh, yeah, and what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? And it paid off for me. And I got the gig. And I did it for two years. Two years, and that kind of led into what you're doing here in Orlando. It did. It slowly led into it. As I, uh, you know, I started out, I was doing, I did Circus Circus, I think, five days a week, five nights a week. And uh, there was five of us performers, and I was the only magician. There was a juggler, and there were some clowns. And uh, I was mainly relegated to the uh, restaurant areas, the second floor of the casinos, because... Uh, they didn't want a magician walking around the card tables. Right, that makes where sense. Where people are playing blackjack. You also don't want the clowns walking around where people are eating. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. I prefer not to have You're that right. yeah. anywhere near me. Yeah. So uh, we, yeah, that's basically what happened. That they, they, uh, I was up in the restaurant area. They had a steak. They had like three restaurants, and mm -hmm. I just roam around and mess with people and, you know, do card nice. tricks. And, yeah. But that was fun. So now that you do uh, multiple nights per week, uh, you do the show down at Wonderworks. Mm -hmm. Is is the stage your intended canvas? Because you you've written a book, mm -hmm. uh, you've done shows that you've recorded and you put online, uh, especially uh, like Pipsqueak, uh, mm -hmm. anti bullying show, and we'll get more in depth on that. But is the stage really your canvas as an artist? Yes, I believe it is because it's where I feel most at home mm -hmm. as in terms of performing or, or live performing. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm not really the kind of guy, I don't walk into restaurants with magic tricks in my pocket, you know, to just perform. Right. Uh, and some people do. Yeah. And that's great. Uh, and some people, you know, are extremely good at that kind of thing and that close up kind of thing. But by nature, I think I'm sort of a, a shy guy, you know, a little bit of an introvert. I'm very much so. And so I would never go up to a stranger and start performing unless I was in a performing situation. Right, right, right. Like, you know, in a casino and, you know, I wore a vest and, and, I, and I don't People know, knew who you people were. People knew who I was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it was a different vibe than walking up. I, I used to do, I did used to do some corporate stuff too where I would w walk around and perform and I never liked it. You know, it just wasn't my thing mm -hmm. because I didn't like interrupting people. You know, if you're eating, hey, you want to hair, hair, hold this end of this rope and uh, cut. Right. You know, and, and, <laughs> and again, you know, some people do it and they do it great and, and they like doing it. But yeah. if you don't like doing it, it becomes an awkward thing, I think. Right, right. And, and I, you know, you've got to project the love of being able to do it. And some people can, some people can't. Well, you got to sell it, right? I mean, you you've have, got to, to, sell you have it. to be on. You've and got to be. 
if you're if you can't you can force it obviously you yes, can do that yes, but sometimes yeah. it doesn't work so yeah being up on stage uh you've been doing uh wonderworks for a while it, what's changed about it i mean you have so much technology uh that's changed the way people perform on stage so you still have the okay. same like you know the car tricks and the the comedy and the things yep. that you're doing um, but I noticed you do a lot more, uh, you do a lot of tweeting when you're on stage. Yep. So you'll do yes. some live pictures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what else has changed about it in the last 20 years or so? Well, on the, uh, people's attention spans have fizzled away. <laughs> That's the biggest, probably one of the biggest things. So even when you've uh, got them, they know they're sitting down for a show and they're going to be there for an hour and a half a, yeah. about or, or so. Yeah. And there's, you're still trying to just catch them. You got to catch them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's the, um, I would say there's is it just the kids or is no, it the adults oh, too? No, yeah. no, it's even, it's less the kids. Oh, okay. I mean, the kids it, are into it. it. Kids are into it. Uh, teenagers on up, uh, it's hit and miss. It depends on the person, but routine, there's a few routines in the show that I've done for a long time before I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've noticed over the years, those routines have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. And I, I sat down and I gave it some thought one day and I thought, man, this routine that I, used to be 12 minutes long, one routine is now five or four even maybe. And it's because you have to adapt and change as the culture changes. Mm -hmm. And the culture is dictating everything has to be faster. At least it is in my world. Now, in a, in a theater setting, it is different, I will say that. You can go and do a theater show in a legitimate, well, I'll say legitimate theater. I'll take the rep, for instance, or any sure. legitimate theater in town. Um, or your theater here at Rollins. Um, it's a, it is a different vibe. You're not going to have as many people on their phones uh, because they're sitting there in theater-style seating. And there's a certain expectation. And there's a certain expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and they're aware of it. But in my world of uh, seating where there's tables and you can hold your phone under your table or down where not everybody can see it. And also I get a, a variety of people from all over the world. Mm -hmm. It's a very, uh, it's not a localized audience. And not that that has anything to do with it, but uh, I've learned that I've sped everything up. And I have little gimmicks and things that I do to keep people off guard actually during the show so that it doesn't allow them the time to focus on anything else mm -hmm. because uh, it becomes a distraction for me if I look out and I see somebody on their phone. Right. That could take you out of the moment. It takes too. me out yeah. of the moment. And people don't realize that, yeah. that I can see you. <laughs> you know, I can see you. I'm, it's not a television. So I, uh, you know, I do... Uh, and because of that, I've had to sort of take myself out of that almost, I ignore the audience more because I can't focus on somebody who's on their phone without right. addressing it. And I, I've gotten to write, you know, 10 years ago, I'd say, hey, get off your phone, you know, or, or make a joke about it. Sure, sure. Because then you had less people doing it. But now it's like, okay, I'm, I can see why. Uh, a lot of musicians are really saying no to phones in the audience. You know, I went to see Bob Dylan last year. I guess it was last year at the Dr. Phillips Center. And they had an absolute no cell phone policy. 
Yeah. And can't have it out. Can't have it out. Them. And if you have it out, you're going to get kicked out. And we watched them kick people out. And I'm like, man, I've never actually seen them kick somebody out because this lady wouldn't get off her phone. And she wasn't taking pictures. She just had it out. And she's messing with her phone. Texting or Texting or whatever lines, yeah. she's doing. And so he has a zero uh, uh, phone uh, policy. Uh, Jack White uh, apparently has a zero phone policy. He just will not allow it. Uh, so it used to be the flash photography, right? Like that used flash to be the thing, and yeah. now it's phones. And Interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how I got off on that topic, but uh, yeah, it's, but... Um, you, you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. Like uh, some people can say, I have a zero phone policy, and some people can't. Yeah, and I can't. You know, I can't. I mean, there was a time, I, I, I ran into a couple of situations where I called people out, and they went, and it, it went south. I uh, one time had a, uh, and this was years ago, but... Uh, I had a lady that was on her phone. And so I start, stop the show and I start having a conversation with her about, it. I said, who are you talking to? And she goes, it's my son. He's a soldier in Iraq. <laughs> like, oh, okay, we'll continue you go ahead. conversation. Yeah. And then another time, <laughs> a guy gets on his phone during the show and I said, well, who are you talking to? My, my wife, she just had a car accident. So after those two instances, you're not going to call people out. <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody out anymore. You just go ahead and handle that. <laughs> I think you should take that call. That's probably one you should take. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you very much for that. We're going to play a song, and we're going to come back with some bad business ideas because Sounds that's good. what we do. We're yep. going to talk a little bit more about you, your shows, everything under the sun. Cool. But uh, yeah, so I've learned a lot. Groovy man. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to play some George Benson here. Uh, so, jazz guitarist George Benson. This is Billy's Bounce on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Neil Hefty and his orchestra, the classic, one of the classic songs from the old Batman TV show. That was the Batman Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that was uh, a lot of fun. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here with Tony Brent. They didn't do that song in the Dark Knight series. That I think they did a version of that. It was a little bit more violin heavy. Oh, uh, yeah. It would and have been a different tone for the movie if they played that song. I think it would have been a lot more fun. Can we just re-edit it? garbage. Can it we kills people for money. <laughs> Batman. Yeah, if we could, if we could re-edit it with those songs, I think that would be a lot of fun. And uh, father was a drinker. <laughs> You watch that fiend. movie. Watch that movie quite a bit, huh? Too much, too much. Yeah, yeah. All right, very good. Tony Brent is here. Uh, TonyBrent.com is a yep. good place to go to learn all about you, uh, the shows that you do, the stuff that you have out there. So anything from mm -hmm. uh, your book yep. to the dinner show you do out at Wonderworks mm -hmm. to the Pipsqueak show that you do. That's the anti-bullying message, and we'll get to a little more detail on that in a moment. But first, okay. Tony, you're here. You are good at business. You're a businessman. Yeah. No, I mean, you're still around, right? Well, yeah, you're that's true, still, that's true. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. So, okay. okay, I'm good at business. By my definition. Okay, I'm good at business. <laughs> you're a good <laughs> businessman. So you're here today and I'm, I'm going to pitch you two ideas. Okay. And you're going to pick one. All right. And you're going to run with it. So you're oh, going to help me with both. Okay. Because there might be some, there might be some nugget that you have mm -hmm. that I haven't thought of. Mm okay. Within these ideas. Okay. You're going to run with one of them. All right. And you're going to take it, and you're going to be wildly successful. Oh, okay. Making me wildly successful in the process. Oh, so you get a percentage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I own it. 
Oh, you own it. Yeah, I just oh, don't so do anything with it. Well, yeah. Oh, I mean, so you're a manager. You're like a typical I'm manager. like a silent partner. A silent partner that talks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not going to talk. Oh, you're not going to talk. I mean, I'm going to explain the ideas, but then I'm going to stop talking. Oh, so semi-silent. For the rest of the show. So you've got an hour to film. Oh, So good okay. luck with that. All right. All right. Tony, may I call you Tony? Yes, go ahead. Great. You're a creative guy. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, we're off to a good start. I imagine inspiration comes to you all the time. Yes. Yes. You're very tentative in this. Is there a place or time where you do your best thinking? Uh, obviously not now. No, no, not now. Uh, for me, I would say it's after a cup of coffee, like yes. jittery energy. Uh -huh. I feel like I actually know what I'm talking yeah. about and what I'm doing. Yeah. For some people, maybe, you know, driving around in the car, listening uh -huh. to music, uh -huh. going for a walk. Innovation, inventiveness, inspiration. So let's think about it from a company's perspective. You okay. want your people to be all of these things, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And it's it's tough because sometimes, you know, they're not. Right. And uh, you have to let them go. Then you have to fire. Them. Yeah, I think that's that's a little extreme. Downsizing. Um, that's not where I'm going at all with this. Oh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, okay. I like, I like so, so far I still have my job, right? Yeah, you still have your uh, job. Okay. I hopefully still have mine. Okay. Uh, are they going about it? Are they trying to inspire their people the right way? And uh -huh. the answer is no. Uh, okay. Because obviously that's where we come in. Okay. So we have a new company. Mm -hmm. This is called Office the Deep End. Okay. We'll come in and evaluate an organization and figure out like what gets people going, what gets people innovative, what gets people thinking creatively. Uh -huh. We'll do a survey. We'll talk to everybody. And then based on that, we're actually going to install mm -hmm. or somehow incorporate what gets the creative juices flowing. Oh, okay. So, you know, some people put in a foosball table or big screen <clears throat> TVs or, you know, that sort of thing, like the, the Google approach mm -hmm. to everything in terms of their headquarters. And maybe that'll inspire creative thinking. Mm -hmm. Feng Shui. Oh. Uh, more yeah. like no way. Yeah, right. Yeah, so tagline. that might be a tagline. Yeah, that's uh, good. If, let's say, you're talking to a particular group, a team, a, an organization, and a lot of the people get their best ideas in the shower. Uh-huh. Guess yeah. what we're going to do? What are we going to do? Install showers every Ooh. 20 feet in their office. I right? like it. Showers all over the place. Like, you're going to be able to judge how creative a person is by how pruney their hands are. Oh. Right? Nature. Nature. What if nature gets you all jazzy and juked and thinking and uh -huh. grooving and all of those words that uh, obviously I don't know the meaning to. Yeah. Um, obviously, we can't always install a bunch of trees uh -huh. in an office, right, right. but we could have a shuttle service going back and forth to parks oh. and you know things like that. So, hey, I got to think creatively today. Let me go spend half a day in the park. Right. Yep. I see. I see where you're going. Music. Mm -hmm. Right. People react to certain songs. Yeah. Uh, gets them going. We can't always know what song it is, so let's right. just put a cover band in the office. Oh, I like it. So they'll be playing requests, they'll be yeah. playing other things. So office the deep end. Uh-huh. Creativity without a thought to how much it'll cost. Yeah. Okay. Because it's probably gonna be really expensive. Yeah. But yeah. well you can't put a price on creativity, can you? No, no. Well you could, but Yeah, no. you could, but it's probably not good. No. All right. So that's idea number one. Okay. Office the deep end. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Any questions? Um I like it. I think the shuttle thing, though, mm -hmm. I think you got a lot. I mean, that's that's going to require a lot of scheduling. So what if you had like uh, a rainforest? Okay. Just install Just think about, yeah, think about it. Rainforest okay. cafe. Okay. Rainforest cafe. You got the rainforest where they could take the shower, mm -hmm. but you also have the plants. Oh, my gosh. You're just combining all of it. See, I'm combining it. 
and you got us a corporate sponsor. And you see, there you go, Rainforest Cafe. But you do you do away with the uh, uh, shuttle service, yeah. so you're saving money. You're saving gas money. You don't have a driver, right? So we're installing a Rainforest <clears throat> Cafe in your office. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because if it's a cafe, it's probably going to have a little stage. Mm-hmm. You may have to cut back on the size of the band, okay? okay. Instead of a full band, maybe it's like a three-piece Okay, thing. you were you were going orchestra. I, guess. I was a. Re- I thought you were going orchestra. Well, I'm always going orchestra. But I'm trying. I think to, if anybody knows me, they know. Well, I'm just orchestra. saying three guys, you know, a keyboard, you know, and a singer, maybe a guitar player. I like it. Yeah. So see, you're saving money right there. Okay, corporate sponsor. I've, I've, I've saved you millions of dollars. I don't even want to pitch the second idea because I think this is perfect for you. You've obviously taken it to the next level immediately. Well, that's what I do. All right, let's go with the second idea. Okay, let's hear it. All right, just because I have it and it's right here and I'd feel bad because, you know, I spent all night researching that. Like I spent 20 minutes researching. Okay, well, that's a night. (laughs) That's a night for me. And and on Trappist 1, that's a night. (laughs) Because of the rotation, yeah. Uh, So... The internet. Uh-huh. Tony, are you familiar? Uh, is that the the phone thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. Full of hate speech, personal yep. attacks, fake news, terrible ideas. And, and I'm sorry about that. I won't do it anymore. And, yeah. And that's just Facebook posts from you and my family. <laughs> yeah. Twitter is starting an experiment with 12-hour timeouts for people who direct uh, what they're calling potentially abusive behavior at others. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice. Yeah. But for the most part, there are very few rules of conduct. You can skirt them very easily, get mm-hmm. around them, get back on Twitter. Uh, and you can block people. Yeah. But that yeah. doesn't stop them, really, because they're no. just going to go out and say they're awful things anyway. Right. But you know what else Twitter's having problems with? What's that? Profitability. Oh, really? They're having a lot of trouble. So stock price, all-time low, mm-hmm. flattened out. Mm-hmm. Number of users hasn't gone up in a long time. From mm-hmm. Can we fix both of these issues? Sure. Yeah. Yes. 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 See, I like that. Yeah, sure. You're like, yeah, of course. So first, mm-hmm. and this is the easy part, we buy Twitter. Uh, okay. Because it's out there. Like everyone's kind of eyeing it. Everyone's wondering. It, it's okay, probably pretty it? cheap. We're going to buy it. Okay. Then we add a new feature. Okay. Because profitability is an issue. Mm-hmm. Number of users. We need more users. Okay. We're going to add a feature called slow your troll. Slow your troll. Okay. Yep. If someone is bothering you online. With Slow Your Troll, you can pay to prevent them from posting entirely. Shut them down. Oh. Yep. You got an anonymous hater out there. Mm-hmm. $10 for a week. Mm-hmm. Just turn them off. Okay. Basically, from the internet. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Somebody famous, maybe $20 for 24 hours. Right. It's a little bit higher. Yeah. A politician, $5 for the month. Oh, Yeah, we I go like, a little bit good. cheaper. Yeah. We go a little bit cheaper with the politicians. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of bucks to mute a person. Yeah, right. Profitability. Way up. Mm-hmm. Users way up, too, because they're probably, they're going to get blocked and they're going to add a new account. Yeah. So now it looks right. like we're adding a bunch of yeah, accounts. Yeah, more, yeah, more money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. So all of a sudden uh, we have more accounts than you than people in the world. Yeah, volume. It's all about it's volume. It's all about volume. Yeah. It's all about volume. Uh, slow your troll. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. So we've got two here. I've, I've, I've set you a, a meal, or I've set you, a, what is the word I'm looking for? You've got two choices in your meal. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Right. You have two choices. How right. about that? Yeah. Okay. okay. That works. Yeah. Ugh, so many metaphors. It's too Office many. the deep end. Uh huh. Or slow your troll. Well, there's a lot of uh, potential with slow your troll. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of people 
that you would pay for. That I would pay for. Yeah. You know, there's other ways to do it. So let's say we don't have to buy Twitter. That seems a little bit extreme. We could probably figure out some other way to shut them down. I think cattle prods and robots. I like it. And drones. And drones. Cattle prods on drones. Cattle prods on drones, on robotic drones, could shut people down because... If you're online, everybody knows your IP address. If they, you know, if they can find out your IP address, they can find out where you are. Then you can send a drone with a cattle prod. Okay. And it's slightly more violent, but I like it. Well, you know, in the future, it's the future, right? I mean, right. Ro- well, robots it's are eventually going to yeah. take, yeah, Skynet. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think ahead. I love it. So, you know, it's... Maybe not as cost effective as shutting them down remotely because you would have to send the drone. But in the end, it's a lot more fun. And here's the thing. I'm Greek. So any there kind of go. revenge that involves like physical altercations. Yeah. So you're all in, about that. In. Yeah. So 100%. I, yeah. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, if you're trying to shut down a politician, you know, it's going to be easy to find them like an A-list celebrity. You know, you know, you find them, you send a drone. You're cattle prodding everything. You're cattle prodding them. And, you know, you're not really going to, it's not long-term damage. It's just a little shock. Yeah. I mean, it's going to hurt, right? It's going to. But growth hurts. So to grow as a person, you got to have, go through some pain. So ultimately you're really helping people, I think. I love everything about this. So you, you gone. Maybe we can combine the two businesses. Okay. So the staff obviously has the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get their creative ideas. They're taking showers. They're in the nature. You know, they're getting creative, you know. So maybe they're finding creative ways to shut people down. They're finding the creative ways to shut. That's it. You just, that's our elevator speech. Combine it. You just, you wrote it right there. That's Office, it. Office, the slow, you're, tr- okay. We'll have to come up with Yeah, we'll have to get we'll do that. that. We'll have to have a meeting. Okay. but So you're combining them? That's what you're running with? Yeah, because, you know, you, yeah, you're combining. <laughs> All right, we've got it. We've got it at 100%. Thank you, Tony Brent, for that. We're going to come back uh, and talk about music. We're going to talk about uh, Pipsqueak, the anti-bullying show that you do, mm-hmm. and a couple other things. Uh, this has been great. You're listening to a certain degree on hey. WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. This is JJ Gray with Dewdrops. The Dewdrop in, I guess. It's not. It's just Dewdrops. Mountain Dew. Mountain Dewdrops. Dewdrops. There we go. Good morning, Tony Brent. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We're almost done. What? Yeah, it goes by pretty quick. It does. When you have an entertaining guest like I do right now. Aw, blushing. (laughs) I'm blushing. (laughs) You got to say hashtag blushing. Hashtag blushing. Okay, sorry. Hashtag blushing. Tony, uh, you do a show. Yep. A few nights a week. Yep. Many nights a week. A few nights a week. Yep. So one of the things you talk about on your blog, the popculture.com, mm-hmm. is repetition. This was a recent thing that you wrote about. And that's one of the things I talk about on my blog. Yeah. Is repetition. Whoa. Whoa. Just yeah. blew my mind there. <laughs> I see what I did there. That was nice. See what I did? So how do you keep it fresh and how do you, how do you write new material? I guess too is, is when do you come up with that stuff? When I'm not trying to write new material, that's when I come up with it because if you sit down and try to do it, absolutely can't do it. You're toast. Yeah. 
Yeah. The best thing to do is uh, is remove yourself from it and let it come. Ideas just come naturally. That's the way it works for me anyway. I can't. I can't. Uh, everything for me has to sort of be organic mm-hmm. and just sort of has to happen, which is probably my total lack of planning for anything. <laughs> it's the only way I come up with ideas is uh, by um, randomly letting stuff happen, you know? So, um, yeah. Did I answer your question? What was the question? Yeah. No, that was, that was oh, the question. Okay. So let's talk <clears throat> then about uh, the, the book that you wrote and specifically about Pipsqueak. Okay. So where did you, so that was an idea that you had for a while, or that was something that was important to you as far as Pipsqueak goes. And, and tell us a little bit about it and how you came up with it. Well, I was bullied as a kid, uh, as many people listening probably were. And uh, what was odd about it is I grew up in a really small community in the school. It was Holiday, Tennessee, H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y, um, and uh, Tennessee, T-N. And... Um, I was bullied as a kid, and um, I just had a couple of guys that bullied me all the time, and they would punch me and take my snack money. You know, we could go uh, buy ice cream, and they would take my snack money and stuff like that. And it just happened to me as a kid. And then uh, when bullying started to become this big issue uh, because of the Internet, and it, it, it became a, a an epidemic of sorts, which was always, it was always there. It was just never talked about probably. Mm-hmm. My son got bullied when he was in elementary school and uh, these kids were bullying him. And when I learned about that, it brought all these thoughts back from when I was bullied. Right. Cause you probably pushed that out. And, and I, I yeah, think about, about it, you know, yeah. you don't, unless it's some kind of very traumatic thing. I think most kids at some point are bullied. You know, maybe not, but a lot of us are. And so him being bullied really bothered me. You know, it really bothered me. And I started talking about um, bullying, um, but I wasn't really doing anything about it. And then I had a friend of mine who had a next door neighbor whose daughter committed suicide because of bullying. And it just, man, that just hit home with me. And... um I did an article, or someone did an interview with me for, I think it's called Orlando Family Magazine. Mm-hmm. It's a local magazine. And I mentioned in this article that um, I was writing, I decided that I was going to write a show about bullying. And I thought, uh, I'm going to write an autobiographical show, but it's got to be funny. It's got to be entertaining for kids. And uh, because I thought, is there anything like that out there? And I couldn't really find anything like it. So I started to write the show. And Jeff Revels, who's the artistic director of the Orlando Repertory Theater, read it. And he calls me up and he goes, hey, uh, Jeff Revels, I'm artistic director at the Orlando Rep. And I'd like to talk to you about doing your anti-bullying show down here. And I said, well, that's great, but I'm, <laughs> I've never done it. And I haven't written it. Yeah, I'm just starting. It's just starting. Yeah. And uh, those of you who know Jeff, he's very passionate about the community and he's passionate about the arts. And he goes, no, you, I really want you to do this show. I said, okay. So uh, we did it and it was a success. And uh, we did it again the next year. And so we've done it every year and it runs a week in January, usually the second week of January. And during the day they bus in 
school kids, mm-hmm. and also homeschools groups of kids. Uh, ki- uh, parents uh, come with their kids who are homeschooling them, and uh, we do. I do a show, at least one show a day, every day, and then on Saturday afternoon, I do two shows for the general public, where you can come with your kids or grandkids or whatever. And the show is it's called Pipsqueak because a bully that was a nickname a bully gave me. And oddly enough, when I came up with this, the idea of doing the show, that name kept sticking in my head. And so I named it Pipsqueak, an anti-bullying magic show. And it is a, it's sort of a, a autobiographical in that the first time I saw a magician was in the second grade. And that's what got me interested in that. So I take this little hour-long journey that weaves that into up to the point to where I remember first being bullied. Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, you know, I incorporate that into the show. And I try to do it in a humorous way, yet still have the anti-bullying message as an underlying theme the whole show. So you've been doing this for six years? I think it's six. I think this was the sixth year or sixth or seventh year. Yeah. And how has it evolved over time? Because everything, you know, it's a stage show, right? So it's yes. going to change a little bit here and there as you read the audience and things it like has, that. Yes, it's become more uh, oriented toward the words we use in terms of cyberbullying. Okay. Like the last, uh, in the early part of the show as we're talking about it, uh, me as a child, and I was born in the 1930s. No, I wasn't. But uh there was no internet, mm-hmm. so there was no cyberbullying. So that was didn't exist then. But when I get past the point of me as a child and the bullying I dealt with, I come up to the start talking about the present, and I start talking about Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and all this and uh, texting, uh, uh, sending inappropriate pictures, everything that applies to children today. So it's gotten more heavy on the cyberbullying end Mm -hmm. and about how the words we use are powerful, how they matter. Yeah. 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 And how important they are and how they matter. And uh, I do a, uh, and you can find it on YouTube if you're interested, you can go on my YouTube channel, which is Tony Brent on YouTube. And there's a couple, there's some videos that describe it. And there's one that I do that's a, it's based off the, what's called the crumple paper I was you, watching that last yeah, night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, it's a really uh, good one. Yeah, and uh, I've got a few more that I do too. And they're va- basically visual demonstrations of how w- powerful words are. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I don't think that people, it's hard to, as a, as a kid, right? Because all yes. you see is this. All you see are the YouTube comments and things like that. Yeah. You know, you, you get to the point where it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yes, right. And so that's important to bring it back to... Like, hey, it does mean something. It is important. It is important. Think about what you're doing. Well, an example that I give is a friend of mine was at the gym one time, and uh, and he was exercising, and next to him was a father and son. And the father was doing some kind of exercising, and the kid was doing those. He was jumping on those blocks that you jump up um, exercise blocks. Mm -hmm. And he turns to his father, and he's really proud of himself. The little boy's jumping, and each time he jumps up and he goes a little higher. And he turns to his father and he says, uh, Daddy, look how high I can jump. And the father turns to the kid and says, that's not high. You'll never play for the Orlando Magic if that's as high as you can jump. Mm 
And the next time the kid jumps, he missed it altogether. And I use that as an example. If right. you think that words are not powerful, if the father had lifted the little boy's spirits up and said, oh, that's great or whatever, the kid probably would have made it. But because the father said something negative to his son, the son missed the step entirely. Well, and that's a, that's a good point, too, that it, bullying can come from anywhere. Bullying, and I, and I discussed that, too. Yeah, bullying, yeah. Come, uh, bullying often comes from an older sibling or a parent. You know, it can. I mean, uh, sadly, hopefully it doesn't very often, but it, mm -hmm. but it can, you know, and uh, it, it can. It can come from anybody in, in anywhere. So while January has just passed, yep. so we can't go to the rep right now, but we can go to uh, TonyBrent.com. Yep. And we can go and get uh, Pipsqueak. You did a version of it that's we available for download. We did. We did a version that was that is available for download, and you can go on Amazon.com, and that's the best way to get it. Um, Amazon.com? Yeah, it's a new thing. It's yeah. called Amazon. Okay. You know, A-M-A-Z-O-N.com. All right, good. And it's an up-and-coming thing. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you can get it. That's the best way to get it is go on Amazon.com and type in Pipsqueak, the anti-bullying magic show, or you can type, type in my name. Well, if you type in Tony Brent, though, there was well, a there British was a singer. musician. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so Tony Brent, the late uh, British singer, crooner, um, is on there, too. So he stole my thing before I was born. Right. And, 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 and he had the audacity to have an album called The Magic of Tony Brent. Come on. Yes, he did. In the 60s, I think. He is a smart guy. He was smart. He was ahead of his time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Well, so let's play a song, and then we're going to come back and talk about music. Okay. So cool. you're also a bit of a musician. You yep. play some instruments, bit. and you work that into your show on occasion. Yeah. And uh, you're a big fan of Bob Dylan. You mentioned yeah. going to see him. Okay. And we're going to talk about Bob Dylan, and hopefully he's not listening right now, because usually he is. Oh, boy. All right, so let's listen to a little uh, Fat Boy Slim with that old pair of jeans on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That's that's how I consider myself. I'm just an old pair of jeans that you yeah. throw on Monday mornings. Do you wash them? Do you wash I don't wash my jeans that often. No, I don't no. either. Yeah. No. Should I? No. Should I think about that? No, I wouldn't. Okay. They're better if they're not washed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree uh, here every Monday from seven to nine with a special guest. And this week's special guest is Tony Brown. Tony. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Oh, boy. <laughs> you got that Bob Dylan thing. I know. I can't help it. I know. It's so just... tell me about, so tell me about. Bob Dylan, tell me about music for you in terms of when are you listening to it? When do you uh, sort of incorporate that into your creative process? I'm always curious Ooh. about that specifically because, you know, I think that without music, I can't really mm -hmm. do a lot of stuff. I can't really yeah. think function. Yeah. I need that sort of uh, in the background kind of yep. taking care of my lizard brain so I can think about other stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm the same way. I like, um, I, man, I listen to music a lot, a lot of different styles of music. Um, I try to stay fairly current with what's going on out there so I can at least talk about it to, you know, young people 
should they ask me <laughs> my favorite <laughs> hip hop artist is no i don't know uh but uh, yeah I, I i like to i get a lot of inspiration out of music actually mm -hmm. and uh, i like to uh a lot of times if you're just oh, of course i always listen to music when i'm driving uh when i'm performing open heart surgery whatever i'm doing i like to listen to music and right, i right. do get inspiration from it so Bob Dylan specifically, where did that come into your lexicon of listening? Uh, oddly enough, it has a little bit to do with magic because, I, of course, Dylan's been around since the 60s. And uh, i he's one of those guys who's never on my radar until about 10 years ago. Uh, there's a magician called Ricky Jay. Have you ever heard of Ricky Jay? I haven't. Okay, Ricky Jay is, he's also an actor, and he's uh, done a lot of stuff. Um, he's very well known. He wrote a show called Ricky Jay and His 52 Assistants, which was an HBO special. Uh, his big claim to fame is he throws playing cards. And he used to be on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He would throw playing cards at... Uh, watermelons and stick in them and all kinds of stuff. But anybody can Google uh, Ricky Jay and you'll see a lot of stuff on him. I gotta see this. Yeah, I'm down for Ricky anybody Jay. weaponizing things. Oh yeah, yeah, because of the Greek background. Yeah, revenge and revenge, yeah, yeah, yeah. physical revenge. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Ricky Jay came out with a, uh, a, a a a CD of music that had a, a, a deck of cards with it. It was like a little set. I think it was called Ricky J on Gambling, mm -hmm. something like that. And um, it had an, uh, the CD had all these songs about gambling on it. And they were all old songs. And the second song on the CD was called Rambling Gambling Willie, which was it's a fairly, I think, obscure Bob Dylan song. It was called Rambling Gambling Willie. And man, I just became enamored with that song. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, come gather around children, uh, gather around you gamblers. There's a story I will tell about the fame, uh, world's most famous gambler. Y'all should know him well. Anyway, the words to the song, the, the lyrics. storytelling kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would listen to that one song over and over again. So then I started uh, checking out Bob Dylan and I thought, man, the lyrics. I mean, you can debate his singing ability, okay? Uh it's relative, really, to me. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of, he would never have made it on American Idol. That's uh, true. You know, he wouldn't have made it on The Voice. Right. Um, but that's today's culture. But the lyrics that he writes are incredible. Well, and hence the, what did he win? The, the Nobel Peace Prize Nobel for Prize, literature. Yeah. The first singer to win it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's in a class all his own, I think, in terms of songwriting. And his writing is like poetry. So, uh, and of course, you know, you got to sit down and you got to listen to the lyrics. And so I listen to a lot of Dylan still today. Nice. Yeah. So what about music for you? You play a little bit of guitar? You play I, ukulele? Yeah, I play the guitar. Um, I play, I used to do a guitar segment in the show. And... I switched over to the ukulele for two reasons. Number one, the ukulele is happy. Man, you can't play a sad song. <laughs> on a ukulele. You know, yeah. it just doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, I hurt myself today. Yeah. <laughs> right. To see if I could feel. <laughs> you just can't play a sad song on the ukulele. 
And it's lighter. And it's lighter. That's the other yeah. thing. It's easier to carry. So, yep. and if you're traveling, it's much easier. So, I hope I actually one of my near opening bits in the show is a ukulele bit, and I sing a little song, and then later on I bring it back and I and I play it again. So I, I actually play during a trick, actually while I'm doing a card trick where I throw cards out at people, and I'm actually playing as I'm talking to the people, where, I, where are you from? Hey, where are you from? And I'm joking with the people I'm doing card trick while playing the ukulele. And so, yeah, I've been, uh, I came from a background in West Tennessee of old time bluegrass musicians. Okay. Like I've got, it skipped a generation. <clears throat> My father didn't play, but before him, I had an uncle that was a musician, had a band. And uh, uh, there's some photos of family members, and they're all sitting out on the, you know, sort of a... Uh, yeah, on and, the porch uh, or at the... Well, they're at, they look like they're out in the grass somewhere. <laughs> but they've got ties on, and they got their instruments, and sure. they're, they're out in the woods playing bluegrass music. Yes, we so all do sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Hatfield and McCoy kind of thing, I guess. So I don't think I don't the know. world's ready for us, so we're just going to go play for the <laughs> yeah, animals. Yeah. Is, right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, so... <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, switch over to some Bob Dylan. Uh, we're gonna hear fourth time around. Bring it on on WPRK. Okay. Oh boy, you're listening to a certain degree. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting a standing ovation, but I'll take it every Yay. time it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Welcome back to a certain degree. Welcome back to a certain. Degree. I guess that works. You're listening to WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. The show's almost over. Tony Brent is here, oh. and Tony Brent will soon be gone. Oh. I'll release him back out into the world. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> Tony, so you went to uh, college, University of Tennessee. Yes, sir. At Martin. Yeah. Is that a different one than the one at, uh, what's the? It's a branch. Yeah, it's okay. a branch of the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Got it. <clears throat> yeah. Theater, I'm going to go ahead and say that if you had any advice for somebody going to college and they have a college radio station, that you should go work there. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any other advice you would give somebody? For what? College and, uh, you know, what they should do, when they should do it. Is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, n not necessarily. I mean, I think, I mean... I can only do it from my perspective, mm -hmm. but if you're going to, if you're in radio or communications or theater, I think it's good if you can be well-rounded, you know, if you could take, uh, uh, I think one of the best things for me was that I did study, uh, I studied divorce and diction, and that's how it's I coming talk through. so good. Yeah, it's coming uh, through really you well. Know, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, you know, try to be well-rounded. I think no matter what it is, <clears throat> you know, to try to have a, uh, I try to focus a little bit on a little bit of everything like voice, diction, uh, theater in terms of, uh, I, did, I took a lot of improv classes and things like that, all of which I think, I'm well, I know for a fact has helped me in my career, because every time I've gotten a job, it wasn't because of one thing. Uh, the dinner show, uh, I was originally hired because it was uh, a scripted show, and they were looking for someone who could act and also sing a little bit. Mm. 
So they wanted a magician, but they wanted somebody who could do this. Could do things. a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and then even before that, I worked for the Fox Family Channel, which is now the ABC Family Channel, out of Los Angeles, and I got that gig because I could improvise. My audition had almost nothing to do with magic. It was twenty minutes of me ad libbing with the vice president of Fox. Oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, they flew me to California. We were living in Memphis at the time. They flew me to California, to Los Angeles, set me down in an office in, in, in uh, the Saban Entertainment Office, uh, and the vice president of Fox comes in and starts ad-libbing with me. And yeah, it, it was sweet. The, yeah, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. we had like me and you were just messing around. And he and, and he you know started saying, "Hey, what if I came up to you and you're on stage?" And I yelled out, "You know, why do you talk so?" Southern, and at that time I was a little more Southern than I am now. And I would, you know, I we just bannered back and forth. And then he goes, okay, thanks. And he leaves. They take me to Starbucks, buy coffee, put me on the red eye, back to Memphis. And then the next day I got the job. And it was, <laughs> and they told me that it was because I could ad lib with this guy. With this guy. So yeah, he yeah. was impressed enough that he gave you the gig. Yeah, his thing was... I was the MC of this traveling uh, show, basically, where they we go to fairs, festivals, malls, and promote the shows on that network. That's, okay, that's the whole p purpose of it. And so his, you had to think on your feet. Yeah, and his feeling was, okay, we're going to put you in this situation where you're dealing with these pu the public. You need someone who can ad lib or in, right. you know, improv. And that's there might be that some punk teenagers there. It's a mall. It's a mall, you so know. There's definitely some punk teenagers. There's going to there. be some punk teenagers with the '50s haircuts and yep. greasy combs in their back Rolled pockets up, and uh, cigarettes, cigarettes in, in the teeth. Yeah, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna be shouting stuff at yep. me, man, and or snapping. Yeah, they're gonna. It could be West Side Story, and I've got to be. It almost certainly will be. Yeah, and I got to jump in, and I got to, you know get my kicks on route 66 all right thank you for that well let me ask you um so obviously improv will affect performing you're a performer you're mm -hmm. an entertainer that sort of thing how would you see that for somebody who isn't performing like improv to me is something that i think everybody should do i think everybody should yeah. go take a class on it tomorrow yeah and if you you know do college radio do uh, improv yeah regardless of how old you are right because i think it helps i'm, I'm surprised to find all the people that have done improv on some level mm -hmm. and how successful they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm not surprised by that, but I'm surprised to see so many people have done it. Yeah. But don't plan for it because improv is the opposite of planning. Right. So just show up tomorrow night at an improv. Somewhere. Place. Somewhere. Somewhere. It could be on a street corner. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, no, no. You're right. I mean, you know, it gives you confidence on stage, I think, for one thing. Yeah. I think that's one of the things. And even if you're not a performer, yeah, I think it gives you confidence anywhere. And it's fun. You know, there's no wrong answer right. in improv. That's the whole right. key. You never say no. There's no... Just you, keep it going. keep it going and yeah. have fun with it. So, you know, any, you know, even a salesperson, if you're in sales or something, I think it'd be, you know, improv is fun. I, I've always enjoyed it. So... Well, yeah. thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for this morning. We got to oh, get out of here. Thank you. Yeah. We got Ben coming in with Music of the World uh, coming up after a song and some uh, messages. But 
let's just go through, uh, you know, in terms of what people, if they want to learn more about you, TonyBrent.com. Mm-hmm. TonyBrent.com. ThePopOfCulture.com. ThePopOfCulture.com is my blog. Okay. Yep. yep. And Tony, T-O-N-Y. Mm-hmm. B-R-E-N-T. Yeah. You, dot com. You, you hesitated there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not good at spelling. Uh, that was, yeah, it was, no, that was good. You got yeah. it. B-R-E-N-T. Okay. I thought that was a dramatic pause. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. If that's what you thought it was, then that's what that's it was. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what about the dinner show? Dinner show. Uh, we have a dinner show inside of Wonderworks, uh, 9067 International Drive. It's upside-down building. It's the uh, only upside-down building. It's the only upside-down, uh, yes. And it is, uh, we have a show in there. Uh, the best way to learn more about that is to go to wonderworksonline.com or you can go to out of control dinner show.com and it'll have the schedule and the show times and everything. Tony, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, my friend. And then we'll do a handshake because that makes it. for good radio. Yeah, that was good. good. That's good. Cause you, you can, can hear the shaking. Now. You're shaking a little too long. Mike. It's, it's good. That's okay. So we're going to play uh, Jake Shimabukura with <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, a cover of Queens, Bohemian Rhapsody. He's still shaking my hand. Should I let way. go now? Yeah. Okay. okay. No. On WPRK winter park, Florida, you've been listening to a certain degree.